0: You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm really glad you've joined us. Normally, this time of year in Detroit is all things cars. But this year is the first time in a really long time that that's not the case. The auto show, which would normally be unfolding this week in media previews and opening to the public on Saturday, has been moved from January to June. And that means that the workflow and planning for automakers who show cars at the show is a little different. And it also means that local businesses have also been feeling the hit as they aren't getting that usual bump In business here to talk about the lack of auto show this winter are two women who are no strangers to us here at WDET. They are both former WDET interns, business (laughs) owner Rachel Lutz and managing editor for Jalopnik Aaron Markey. Welcome to Detroit today.
1: Thanks for having us. Thanks. Good morning. So Aaron, I
0: knew you were an intern here. Rachel. I did not know you were an intern here.
1: 16 years old uh, for like Jerome Vaughn, who still happens to be the news director he's at WDET. still the news
0: director here at WDET. That's very cool. So, mm, yes. so both of you, in some ways, this is a welcome home. Uh, let's talk about uh, January being different this year than, than it normally is. I am actually kind of enjoying the break. I have to be honest about that. Normally, this is a pretty frenetic week. And then... The charity preview tomorrow night always is sort of the the the, the center event, I guess, of 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 this week. Um, uh, Rachel, talk about how previous winners have been for you when it comes to dressing people yes. for that charity preview, and what it looks like this year.
1: So, yes, Auto Show. Charity preview usually results in thousands and thousands of extra dollars in revenue for us in January, which is not the best time in retail. (laughs) Nobody has money in January. Exactly. And it's not just about income in your business. Um, You know, Small Business 101 is it's about cash flow. It's about getting the revenue in at the right times of year. Your rent is the same in January as it was in December, and you don't have those holiday sales. So it is a great boost. Yes, we're feeling it, but at the same time, I think we knew about this at least a year, year and a half ahead of time. So small businesses can also be somewhat nimble. When I buy my uh, dresses, I usually do it at least six to eight months ahead to get the best things for my customers. So I was somewhat prepared. We've now pivoted um, in anticipation of this. So instead of focusing on gowns, now we're getting in a lot of cocktail dresses or more casual dresses. Um, but I'm also optimistic that in June.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, um, do, you, do you just I, kick it all five months yeah, ahead? Yeah, I mean,
1: well, we, we started our season on clearance a month early. Um, but in June, I expect actually that our business might expand around auto show. So this is a really short term hurt, I think, for us. Um, you know, we can also talk about the restaurant industry Hair and makeup, you know, all the, you know, hotel housekeeping. But in terms of retail, there are, um, you know, my business, I think that we can definitely um, experience this short term adjustment. But in the long term, I think that having people out in June will be uh, better. I
0: I was going to ask do do you feel like moving it to June when, of course, the weather is Way, way better. And people's <laughs> moods I think are a little are a little better as well.
1: Have you I, seen the people freezing
0: out at valet waiting for their car charity oh, preview? Yeah, no, I've been one of those. Walking people like baby before. giraffes on those yeah, five inch heels. It's just I mean it's it's just inconvenient. But but I wonder if putting it in June will mean that more people might participate and then businesses like yours. Might actually do even better than yes. normal.
1: So I think I'm hoping that this will actually expand the show. You're seeing auto shows all over the country and all over the world adjust. I mean, it's not about like, hey, we're just gonna unveil this car under this sheet. What does it look like? Those aren't <laughs> auto reveals anymore. Things are more experiential. So if you really wanna show off the capability of a new vehicle, You want to do it outside, and you don't want to do that in January in Detroit.
0: Mm. Uh, Aaron, talk about the normal atmosphere that we would be seeing this week and how different it is uh, for the automakers and the other people who participate in the auto show.
2: Uh, Sure. So uh, I've been covering the auto uh, show since about – 2014, and I always loved the. I loved the energy of, of it. I loved the frenetic everyone running around. There's a story every 20 minutes. It's not very often when you're in digital media and you can yell stop the presses, but uh, <laughs> there was still a chance to do that. Um, nowadays, there it's definitely a lot smaller. I mean, the history of the auto show is that it was it it still is run by. Uh, the Detroit uh, Auto Dealers Association. So really, the show is about getting customers into cars. Uh, we are kind of more used to it nowadays being about the journalists getting to see what's new and what's fresh in one spot. Uh, automakers are finding that they can get a lot more bang for their buck if they're not in that auto show paradigm. Yeah, and
1: paying uh, those rents in
2: those booths, paying those
1: exhibits. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and and it's not just the Detroit Auto Show that automakers are focused on this time of year. There are a lot of other shows and conventions that sort of tie into it. So CES is the big technology show out in Las Vegas that that takes place every year. How how connected was the Detroit Auto Show to that timing and is it maybe maybe even a boost to have it sort of take place at a different time of year and not have to compete?
2: Well, the auto show uh, was originally put in winter because there's nothing else to do in Detroit in <laughs> the wintertime. You have a big, flashy event indoors. Uh, so that usually does about 800,000 people come to the auto show every year. Last year, it was down quite a or down not a, quite a bit. It was a little under 7, uh, 70. Um but you're seeing a lot more of a transition to local auto shows. The Washington Auto Show, the even Chicago Auto Show, is still pretty small. Uh, but it's uh, you get a, you get to talk more to customers than journalists. You know the customers were the uh, were down pretty low um, last year, but the uh, journalists were down a thousand. Hmm. And there was only five thousand journalists who come to the auto show. So when you're down a thousand journalists, they know that there isn't the news being made there, and that's another reason why German automakers are dropping out of the Detroit show first. Detroit automakers wanna to talk to their customers.
0: Yeah, the show the show was struggling with the placement in January, which mm-hmm. is something I'm not sure that everybody who just goes to the show was aware of, but certainly the automakers were.
2: And certainly the journalists. This is definitely usually the time when you see a lot of annoyed tweets about why are we in Detroit freezing our butts off. <laughs> in it's January. like January. Put on a coat and do your job, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Put on an expensive coat that you bought from a local retailer. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. That's right.
0: My guests are Erin Marquis, she's the managing editor at Jalopnik, and Rachel Lutz, who is the owner of the Peacock Room Women's Boutique. They are both former WDET interns, but they're here today talking about the fact that we have no auto show in January. It's the third week of January. We would normally be running around getting ready for charity preview tonight and for the opening of the show tomorrow. That is all going to happen now in June when the weather's better and perhaps when the show can attract more attention uh, internationally than it has in recent years. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Tell us if you're missing the auto show right now and what you think of the decision to move the show into the summer. Uh, Are you somebody who really looked forward to going to the show each January? And are you curious about How it will look different in the summer. Will it be better uh, or will it just be in a different time of the year? Again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there. Go to Twitter and hashtag today. Uh, and uh, we will try to work you into the conversation. Uh, Aaron, have the automakers had to adjust their workflows and schedules uh, to be here in the summer? I, I'm curious about the disruption, especially because it's the first year, and there's a lot of first-time planning. I guess that would have to that would have to take place.
2: Uh, so so far, if, if an automaker is planning to be here, they've already made their plan to be here. Uh, right now, the uh, the summer show is missing Audi, BMW, Mercedes, Volvo, Porsche, Jaguar, and Land Rover. So the the foreign missing automakers, those. yeah, they are not coming. They're not coming. So even moving it to the summer has uh, has the German and uh, German automakers not coming, the uh, Swedish not coming. I think you're still going to see uh, the Japanese and Korean automakers, uh, but they also know that Detroit is not their main, um, where their customers are. So mm-hmm. you're not going to see big reveals from the Asian automakers. I think this is going to be the Detroit automakers' time to shine. They're going to be the ones who are going to reveal something big, beat their chests a little bit because they're the home team. Mm. Uh, but yeah, you're not going to you're going to see the German automakers maybe in New York more. You're going to see the Asian automakers blow up the uh, L.A. show. But, um, yeah, you're not going to see a lot from those, those outside companies. Mm.
0: Uh, again, 313 1019 is the number on the phones. Let's go to Trey in Detroit. Trey, what's on your Hi. mind? Hey. I'm uh, really excited about the traditional nature of this move because part of the auto show is now going to actually be outside and on the river. And don't forget, that's where all of this started, way before there were auto shows, way before there were any Europeans here, thousands of years, in fact. Uh down there on the river is where people came to meet and uh, exchange uh, goods and uh, technology and uh, knowledge. And uh, as a traditionalist, I, I really think that part of it is exciting. That's That's interesting. I hadn't thought of it that way. I mean, I, I was thinking that it'd be cool to be on the river during the summer and have outdoor events. But the sort of connection... To history is is interesting, and the, the the use of that waterway, the industrial use of that of that waterway. Uh, Aaron, we've heard a little bit about what the auto show will look like in June, and that it will highlight the the river and and the the things that have changed along the river. T- t- talk a little about that focus and how different it might be from from TCF. See, I called it by the right name. <laughs> I've, I've been saying Kobo <laughs> the whole time, but uh, yeah, uh, talk about how that will be different.
2: Sure. Uh, actually, the riverfront has played a huge part in the Detroit Auto Show in general from its founding in the early 1900s. It was at Riverside Park. So uh, being on the river is a huge thing, and it's going to be a lot better in June, because in January, you know that river just brings <laughs> the wind that, right, right through. Um <laughs> You know, we haven't valued our riverfront in decades past, and now it is really becoming the jewel of Detroit. Uh, So I think you're going to, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more positive stories out of my colleagues about the city, because every year there's that, you know, oh, well, at least the hipsters are doing something good in Detroit. It's like, no, there's so much more. And, you know, June is definitely our time to show off the city a little bit more.
0: Hmm. Uh, Rachel, I wonder if you worry that with all of this Outdoor appeal of the June Auto Show. Maybe people won't be in stores and restaurants and all the other oh, things no. that go they on. They certainly will be, yeah. and
1: and I think that, that really what an uh, NAIAS NIAS can we call NIAS NIAS NIAS. I think what NIAS also does is it drops really compounded dollars into the local economy. So you're not just feeding journalists. You're like overfeeding them and over, well, I can say overwatering, although (laughs) there are a lot of open bars going on. So yeah, I mean, I think actually that the expansion of it, you'll see more shopping, you'll see more restaurants. The journalists, I think, will actually come out more. I think that Folks who come in from the suburbs to the city that that don't necessarily you know live in the city, I think that they're more willing to stick around if they don't want to get back in their car and hit the freeway because it's freezing outside. They are going to spend more dollars. Um, you know, we're, we're doing we're planning more dressing events like we're doing for the Children's Center. They put on this huge auto glow every year. Um, it's creative black tie. So we're actually, um, we have, have a few new tricks up our sleeve anyway, in terms <laughs> of what we're bringing in. Um, we're not dressing as as heavily, but um, no, I think that it's actually going to be a larger number of events. Um, so yeah, I actually see this in the long run again as an expansion of this event.
2: Uh, but I have a lot of friends in the service industry. My best friend is in the service industry and they are kind of suffering right now. It's $500 million that come into Detroit during the auto show. And unfortunately in the summer, that's when people are already at the restaurants. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to see as big of a bump as they, they think. Mm. Um, I've heard it speculated that even Gold Cash Gold closing, it's like they expected a revenue bump in January and it, it that's... Speculation that I've heard.
0: Michigan Avenue in Corktown. Right. That 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 announced recently that it's going to close.
1: Right, and And cited that as one of the reasons. But yeah, right. And and I think that this is a really great time now in January to help people who are in the service industry go out dining. Now you're not going to spend BMW's budget. But you can still go out and support these servers. You can tip extra. It's really appreciated this time of year. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Aaron Marquis and Rachel Lutz about the absence of the Auto Show here in January. We want to continue to hear from you as well. Robert in Detroit. Chris in Detroit. Mark in Detroit. We will get to your calls next. If you want to join them, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm glad you've tuned in. My guests are Erin Marquis. She is the managing editor at Jalopnik, and Rachel Lutz, who is the owner of the Peacock Room Women's Boutique here in Detroit. We're talking about the fact that there's no auto show in January for the first time in a really long time in Detroit, we've moved that event from January to June, which means better weather for the event and maybe a little more fun, but what does that mean to people who rely on all of the people who come to town for that in January to support their businesses? We also wanna hear from you, what do you think about the auto show moving from From January to June, uh, what are you expecting uh, the show to look like when we see it? for the first time in summer as always the number on the phones here is 3135771019 that's 3135771019 you can also go to Facebook and Twitter and leave comments there and we'll try to work you into the conversation Aaron before we get back to listeners uh, I want to give you the chance to talk about the way in which this show could look really different than it did inside in in January a lot of autom- automakers are talking about outdoor events and opportunities for people who attend the show to actually drive cars, which you can't do so well in uh, in a convention hall.
2: Sure. Um, so I've seen a lot of different uh, outdoor and driving experiential um, events at different auto shows. Uh, Jeep especially likes to put out an off-roading course that they build outside of the um, auto show. Uh, there's also a lot of fun things you can do with smaller automakers, uh, maybe not as, as just normal civilians going to the show, but as journalists. Um, A few years ago, I had a writer who got to drive a styrofoam car around uh, Kobo, even though it was freezing. (laughs) And I think you're still going to see a lot of that. Um, A styrofoam car. Yeah, it was something they're they're saying for it was soft, sexy and safe. And we (laughs) put all three of those taglines to the test. Someone was paid to come up with that. It's quite it's quite an industry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think, and it, like we were talking about with the river too, uh, n- another thing that uh, automakers really like is getting people to take great pictures of their cars. So I think, think you're going to be seeing a lot more outdoor stuff just to get those backgrounds that they love so much. Mm.
0: Uh, while we were talking, uh, Rachel, your mother called. Um, <laughs> she wants to know more about the charity part of this. Of course, Charity Preview yes. <coughs> would normally be happening tonight. it's it's this very big event for all the swells in town. Mm-hmm. but it's also a big charity fundraiser. and will that look different, I guess in June than it does in January, the charity end of it?
1: I for charity preview and again, um I was glad that as a retailer and as a Detroiter, I was given a lot of notice ahead of time. I wonder how the the charities have prepared for this. You know, a lot of them are grant driven. So do they apply for grants in anticipation of this cash flow, um, you know, this temporary cash flow issue? Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, with with like the the Children's Center, uh, the event that we do with Auto Glow, Dressing People. Yeah, there's a lot of glitz and glamour around it, but also there are so there are. So many kids and so many adults in the metro area that need these dollars in those nonprofits. So again, I am hoping that not just for the automakers, not just for the show, not just for the audience, but I'm hoping that for the charities, there are more opportunities in
0: the summer as well. Yeah. Okay, so thank you, Diane, Rachel's mom, for the call. Did and she literally the call? She did. Oh my god! She didn't want to talk on the also, air. Also, I, I am, she had a I am coming to dinner tonight. So I just, <laughs> there you it's go. Meat, it's meatloaf at the We're lunch. House. We're handling lots of business this <laughs> way today. Oh let's go back. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, Chris in Detroit, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you today? Good. How are you? I'm okay. So one of the biggest things that I, I do is so I sell cars for a living. And one of the biggest things that we're noticing is that there's a lot of le- there's a lot less traffic in January. So as a dealer, we're like, hey, what's different? And then I'm like, the auto show, the auto show, the auto show. <laughs> because a lot of people tend to lease cars at the beginning of the year, thinking that they get better deals. And now moving it to huh. the uh, cin- the, uh, the center of the year, I want to. I'm, it's, I'm, I'm starting, it's changing our business a lot in the way that we do flowing because we have we generally. This is a uh, something to help us pick up sales. Huh? Versus, uh, you, you know, I, Chris, yeah. Chris, I'm glad you called and, and shared that because I think that's a big question in a lot of people's minds is whether the auto show actually helps auto sales. I'll tell a quick story before I let Aaron talk about that. Uh, in 1986, uh, we went to the auto show, and my mom actually bought a car at the show. That's how sort of different it was then. They were actually sticker prices on the car and you could just go up to someone and, and say, I'd, "I'd like that." Uh, is that Is the show, though, even though you can't do that anymore, uh, is the show a boost generally to auto dealers in, in January?
2: Well, I mean, the auto dealers uh, put on the show, so if it wasn't, they wouldn't be doing (laughs) it. They wouldn't be doing Um, that, right? And and it's interesting you say that, because in 1987 is when the uh, Detroit Auto uh, Dealers Association decided to go to the foreign automakers and say, let's make this an international show. Hmm. So 1989 was the first year that the Detroit Auto Show became the North American International Auto Show. And now you're seeing all these international automakers dropping out. It's almost like the auto show is returning to that idea that it is customer-driven, customer-focused. And it's still giving uh, automakers an opportunity to say, here's our latest tech, here's our latest design language. Um, Maybe you can't get this car because it's not necessarily on sale yet, but look at all the other stuff we have, and it's it's an advertisement And that's why you see a lot of the Asian automakers staying on the West Coast and the the European automakers staying on the East Coast shows, because that's where their customer base is.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, Chris, thanks for calling and uh, sharing that perspective from the auto dealers. Let's go to Robert in Detroit. Robert, what's on your mind? Hi. Um, I think you touched on a few things already that I was thinking about, but um, I'm just wondering to what extent the auto show might be expanded to include other forms of mobility and opportunities for people to try those out. I think that could be really cool. Yeah. Uh, Robert, uh, thanks very much for the call. I, I, I remember the, the I guess, increasing prominence of mobility as a theme of the show In the last couple of years. I also remember maybe seven or eight years ago that all of that stuff was in the basement Mm -hmm. uh, of the show at at Kobo, which said a lot about how we were thinking about it. I imagine that this new show in the summer, because of the the changed focus of the auto dealers and the automakers uh, in that regard, it's going to look a little different.
2: Well, uh, last year, a lot of them were still in the basement, but they also had a corner upstairs. (laughs) upstairs. <laughs> well, which, there you go. Now that's progress. <laughs> um, the problem is a lot of these are startups and it is very expensive to get a booth in the um, Detroit Auto Show. I mean, there have been years where Mitsubishi just has a banner and a sad one at that hanging on a wall and they're an actual <laughs> automaker. Um, so you there, you see a lot of more of that at CES. I'm sure you'll see a lot more coming in at Detroit Auto Show. Um, you know, Honda has that weird little seat that you can control with just your weight. Um, I've actually, when I was at CES, was the first time I was in a self-driving car. It was in an Audi A5 that self-drove on the freeway with just a nervous German technician next to me. Hmm. Um, So it's definitely something that I've seen. The
0: technician was nervous? Yeah. I would have gotten out of the car. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I
2: I was on the freeway, I took my hands off the steering wheel, I gave a little ah! And um, (laughs) he was just there to kind of make, every once in a while adjust the steering wheel, which did not increase my um, confidence. But it still was me (laughs) on a freeway not controlling the car. And so that's definitely something you'll see a lot more of um, at the Detroit Auto Show, but you'll just see it from the larger automakers that are coming up with these uh, new self-driving and mobility options.
0: Yeah, uh, what about the proximity to other events? I mean, June is a time when we actually do have some things going on around here. One of them is the Grand Prix, which is itself an auto event. Is there a possible tie-in crossover from from those kind of things? Uh, might we move the Dream Cruise from later in the summer into June and do it all? Uh, at the same time, the Dream Cruise actually in Detroit. Even maybe <laughs> That's right. part, part of that? the city, part gracious. of the show. That's right.
2: <laughs> well, not a lot of journalists go to the uh, Dream Cruise. No, they don't because they don't like to drive slow. Uh, <laughs> 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 really pretty traffic can be it's more frustrating than cruising, fun for right? some. Yeah. Um, I think you will see them. I haven't heard a ton of tie-ins personally yet, uh, but you know, Chevy has a huge hand in the uh, Detroit Grand Prix, so we'll probably be seeing a lot more of that. I don't know if you're going to see journalists staying in Detroit all June, but, yeah. you know, I mean, it's a nice lot.
0: Yeah. Uh, quickly, before we run out of time, let's go to Mark in Detroit. Mark, I've got about a minute left. Yeah, I, I, the question of the economic benefits or folks that are saying that moving from January to June we're going to see a, a, a downturn or, or a, um, less of an economic benefit. But I, I, I'm not a business owner. I'm not an ec- uh, economist. But wouldn't that just shift for June? And I think with the weather, I think there would be more people. I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised. Personally, um, maybe the first year there's a few bumps, but uh, I think it's going to work out okay. Yeah, uh, Matt, uh, I appreciate the call. I I mean, Rachel, we've we've been talking about this. Yeah, that's pretty much what I've been saying. Yes, right. But I think there is a question about whether how much time will have to give this before there's a new rhythm that that business owners come well, to count on?
1: like I said, we were given notice at least a year, year and a half in advance. Um, we're going to have to get used to the rhythm because as Aaron, I think, was also saying is that the show has been getting smaller and smaller every year. And I think that the North American International Auto Show deserves some credit for making a radical move in an industry known uh, to be slow to adjust <laughs> and, uh, you know, not, not big risk takers. So I think that... Um, you know, without this move, what would the show be in January in the future, years ahead?
0: Okay. Aaron Marquis and Rachel Lutz, it was great to have you here with us on Detroit Today, back here at WDET where you were both interns. (laughs) Thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for having us. All right.
0: That's going to do it for me today. I will be back on Monday for Martin Luther King Jr. Day when we're going to talk about all of the civil rights icons that we are losing and what it means for the fight for equal rights moving forward. And we're going to continue our annual tradition of airing King's original I Had a Dream speech, which he delivered right here in Detroit two months before the speech on the National Mall. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again on Monday.